they saw me being a woman and it's not okay to be a woman, then that is what needs to change. Yeah. Like there is fundamentally, like women as individual people can be accepted, but womanhood cannot yes. be accepted. Holding on, letting go. Holding on, Believe. letting go. Always know exactly when to everyone welcome to episode four so today i've got hannah pring on the podcast she's someone i met about six years ago now when i ran a power of uke workshop for her legal and compliance team and she's head of compliance at lockton she's an insurance broker and a trustee and board director of ellers which is a charity that works with women who survive trafficking and sexual exploitation she is passionate and well-informed about gender diversity and equality in the workplace. And she responded to a call out when I was asking people who were currently trying to make the decision to quit if they'd like to have a live conversation with me on the podcast. And the conundrum she brings is that on the one hand, she wants to be a role model for women in her industry. She wants to support all of the people that she's mentoring to really see themselves in leadership roles and show them that they can have it all. Yet there's another part of her that is fed up with the system, that wants to have a different life, that wants to go and live in a caravan and just be. This is an exploration of having many parts to you. The professional, the personal, the duty to others, the duty to yourself, and how we reconcile all of that. I hope you enjoy the episode. And so you messaged me to say you were really interested in the concept of quitting and also how that how that plays out with, as I understood, role modeling. Mm-hmm. Can you share a bit more about what you were saying? I found that really interesting. So part of my um, redundancy package included this outplacement support, which was sort of reviewing what next steps you want to take, what's your ideal job and where you want to go from here. You know, is it like for like going into exactly the same role again? And um, I have always had so many things that interested me and could have done loads of things. So I'm now wondering, shall I use all my time at home to like competitively bake? Should I enter Bake Off? Should I be a train as a forest school teacher? Cause I take my kids to forest school and absolutely love it. You know, my husband's now working again. Um, should we go back to a much simpler life? Like his salary is much lower than my salary and sort of future earning potential, which is why he was always one that stayed at home before. Um, but also I really wanted to progress in my career because I wanted to be a really good role model. And I wanted to, I felt like I was making good progress and I thought I could continue to make good progress in my career. And I wanted to bring women with me and do it together, you know? And um, yeah, so a lot of my 
review self-reflection over the last few weeks and months has been do I want to throw away that career or you know move on to something else but I just felt so conflicted like there's a duty to all the women that I have promised this future to and I've got like a number of mentees who I feel like I'd be letting down if I was to be like I'll oh, suck it off I'm just gonna go and you know I don't know have any what is the duty you feel that you've promised them? It's like sisterhood. I, I, I can't, I feel like it's just loyalty. And, oh, it's actually made me emotional. I didn't oh. even think that, but like, yeah. have you ever read the book, The Red Tent? No, I haven't. It's, such, it. it's an amazing book. It's about, um, I don't know, it's set in like biblical times, I guess, like really ages mm. ago. And it's like every, all the women go together to menstruate and um, they have this like week away from the men and they like, I mean, some parts get quite, I would say, dark about preparing mm. women for their full adult responsibilities, shall we say. Um, mm. But I just felt like there was this real connection between this group of women. And I have felt like in my career I've only ever really been able to seek counsel from men mm. and they're the only people that have had the jobs that I want and you know when I talk about family and other obligations even though these men have their families they've never seemed to share my same concerns and um, you know people talk about like the um, mental workload of women and like the yeah. responsibility you know, so when I'm at work, I'm also thinking like, what are we gonna have for dinner? Cause even though my husband's at home, like I know that he won't have thought about it. And I'll always send him a text and be like, oh yeah, what are you putting in the oven? You know, Cause it's that time when you need to be putting it in the oven, you know, and maybe I don't give him enough credit, but those things are always on my mind as well as everything else. And I feel like I need to work out how to resolve that. And I need to work out, like, do I need to let it go? But I need, counsel from that from people not from people who have been like well why are you even thinking about that and have you had any of those role models yourself um the female role models i mean i've had female role models but not necessarily that i would talk to about those issues i've not come across personally many um women who have sort of progressed in their careers, but who have also felt that involved in um, their home life. And, mm. um, you know, that might be because they're much more successful than me. So they've got nannies, like real proper <laughs> professionals at home, you know, or, or they've just been able to switch off, or maybe I haven't met those people. Maybe I haven't asked the right questions, but certainly um, the team members that I have had, and you know wider colleagues that have come to me you know I feel like I have you know I don't want to be like bang my own drum you know but I feel like people have approached me mm. and said Hannah how do you do it like why how have you done it when somebody else hasn't or what support do you have or I, like someone I, I get eczema on my fingers so I don't really wear my wedding rings much and I'd been in my most recent job about six or seven months and someone asked me if they could you know have a coffee with me so we'd gone out for lunch and she wanted to pick my brains and ask me some questions and I had my wedding ring on and she was like are you married and I was like yeah 
I've got two kids. And like, she was literally like, like, she could not think that I would even be committed to a relationship in my career, you know, because she didn't think women had time to be committed to relationships and jobs, you know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've been married 12 years, got a seven year old, got a two year old, you know, and she was like, I literally don't even know how you do that. I don't know anybody that does that. What does it, what do you think it is they, that you're modeling to them then? I think it's trying to articulate that you have a voice to say what you want and that you can do those things if you want to do them. And, but I don't feel like I can do it on my own, you know? And so I feel like I want to inspire people to come with me and to come on that journey with me and to develop people that are, um, you know, more junior, but have ambition to come up through the ranks and to be there for them when they do that. Because, you know, I feel like it's really lonely sometimes. And, um, and actually to then not be there when the people that you've developed get there mm. is like to have left them high and dry. Sounds important to you to continue on the quest that you're helping them with. Yeah, I think so. And I think, uh, I feel like we're so far behind where we should be in 2020 with equality. Um, and as much time as I spend talking to women, I spend talking to men and I'm like, don't you want to be with your kids more? You know, why don't you work part time? Oh, no, no, I couldn't do my job and work part time. So why do you tell women that they can do their job and work part time? There's no integrity there because you're saying that you wouldn't think badly of a woman that wants to work part time and continue in their career, but you're saying that it's not good enough for you. So like, have you thought about modeling that a bit more? And, you know, have you thought about actually demonstrating that maybe you could do those things? So I think it's about also being in the room with to change perceptions on both sides, not just like encouraging women, but being available to have those conversations yeah and actually at the company that I just left there was one guy who was incredibly senior on the executive committee a head of portfolio for a large underwriting book and he did say you know I'm going to take extended parental leave and shared um, paternity with my wife at the after the birth of their child and took six months off and he said because I tell my team it doesn't matter if you take six months off with your child so I'm taking six months off with my child mm. and like that was one of the most moving things mm. that I have seen in my professional career because it is I think that is a genuine step towards uh, equality you know modeling it exactly and there is or isn't right yeah you know in government you don't necessarily always see policies that support um carers or mm. parents you know I don't understand why Andy's Neil weight band tax benefit can't be transferred to me if you know why uh, I don't want to get into too many like <laughs> reasons. I don't want to switch, switch people off by disagreeing with that but like why is his time completely unvalued financially mm. and um and by society because if people thought he was doing a really 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 important job 
then there wouldn't be any prejudice to GEP on CV. You wouldn't need to think about how you're going to re-enter the workforce because you would value the qualities that you've developed being at home. You know, you can't look after kids and not say you haven't got conflict management, emotional quotient, you know, all of these things that you're trying to develop in leaders of organizations yeah. is what parents at home are doing every single day. Absolutely. But nobody values those activities as actual valuable qualities that are totally transferable into the workplace. They just see CV gap. I mean, I see how important it is that you stay in this work. But I'm also curious about the other side. So what's the part of you that wants to work in a forest school that, what was the other thing you said? Um, yeah, like ba uh, baking. Bake off, yeah. Tell, baking. tell me about that part of you. That well, uh, I love to be creative. You know, mm. the workshop that we did with the ukuleles was definitely like literally a highlight in my entire um, part of career at that organisation because you know a being able to express yourself professionally and creatively was amazing um and i just think like to be a whole person you you need a, you need to be able to tap into your right brain side and you know be, be creative and all of those things um and the stress you know because i do feel like my life is majority majority majorly spent like banging my head against a brick wall you know, trying to um, educate people on how it feels to be a woman in that role mm -hmm. and how it does feel different and how the experience is different and um, not really seeing progress or change. So, and that brings a lot of stress and you don't see a lot of progress. And so there comes a point where you think, can I do this again? you know, and I'm now looking for, a, you know, a new job. So, right, an example, we do, every company has to report on gender um, pay gap. But if you had a board that was 90% women and 10% men, I, or, you know, even more than that, I don't think you would have the same conversations. I think they would acknowledge that there is a problem. And how are we going to, actually do something meaningful that addresses it when you're talking about mentoring these these women who who want to get into positions like you're in is it about is like is your aim to give them those skills that you've learned or is it actually that those aren't even needed anymore because it's like I so what I'm what I'm thinking about is you know that book lean in which yeah. was basically like let's teach women how to be men that was the essence of the book I, yeah. right that book so much but at the beginning everyone's like oh my god this is so helpful I never knew about all these yeah. things but it was like wait a minute we don't want to just imitate we've got something right, exactly. different we bring so I'm just curious in the work you're doing with women is it around like is it a bit of both is it kind of like look this is going to get you a certain way or yeah, actually it is, yeah you know what, it is a bit of both because it is a little bit of well at the moment you still have to do a bit of this mm. but wouldn't it be better if we didn't you know, it, it, so it is definitely a bit of both. And I think also it's really, I love to help people explore their motivations. Mm -hmm. And that's probably because I haven't done that work myself. <laughs> you know, I find it much easier to do for others and, and to help others think about what it is they really want, you know, because if I think about what I really want, it's like just being on holiday 
and drinking <laughs> you know, or traveling and yeah. I can you know really easily see a place where we homeschool our kids and live in a camper van and go off grid and are really dirty all the time you know like in the mud but I don't think I'd ever actually have the balls to make that happen so so let's talk about that because I, I can see these two very different parts of you which is obviously the same it is all you but you know on the one hand there's this dream life the kind of just wild abandoned like whatever creative yeah. being with your kids and yet I feel this duty from you this sense of injustice maybe call it yeah. or you know real motivation I mean you say you have no one you don't know your own motivations I mean I'm hearing a really <laughs> strong motivation from you like you know we say like where your anger is is like where you should be working in terms yeah. of like you this is not okay with you like there's a real yeah. a, such a clear need for change and I'm just wondering if there's a world where these both can exist because I hear at the moment it's like either or I don't know if I'm picking it up right but it's like I'm either this identity or it's completely different yeah like is can you imagine a world where you got to do all of it um I guess not really yeah not really so when my daughter was when she first went back when we first back went back to work after she was born we both went back full-time Mm -hmm. And we both were working in London and commuting out to um, West Sussex, just past Gatwick. And the train line was notorious for strikes mm -hmm. and very poor service. And we didn't feel that we could both be commuting into London because it was too high risk that um, we would get, be able to get back for her. So we both went part time, which we thought was the equitable thing to do so we both went part-time but um quickly found that neither of us felt empowered in either of our positions as the half-time parent or the half-time right. employee because you know as part-time you don't have the over and above to give you only have the basic to give which is what you're contracted to do you know, because you do have to leave at the time you have to leave or don't come in on the days you don't come in. Um, so we then both began to feel like there wasn't going to be progression, there wasn't going to be opportunity and crucially that we weren't fully present in either places. Yeah. And so we only did that for around six months or less than a year and made the decision for me to go full time um, and for my husband to stay at home because he had a book he wanted to write and he had things he wanted to do and um, which he has done and because I sort of had higher earning potential and so we thought that would be the you know and I didn't want to stay at home full-time mm. at that time. So the idea of it being a split doesn't appeal? If there was a way to split it where you could actually get the best of both worlds otherwise you just live a constant compromise this is what I'm hearing from you is this desire to make change yeah but in terms of the stuff of women but do you feel like you need to do that internally like do you do you, is does it feel important to you to be in an organization and change from the inside out or is it just about affecting that change somehow 
I don't know. Um, I guess affecting that somehow would also be great. I'm, you know, I'm also a trustee of a charity mm. and, you know, I feel like that's, it's a women's charity and I feel like I do that through that organisation um, as well. Um, I think you have the most credibility, I guess, inside an organisation, um, especially towards colleagues yeah. and um, and people who are in those roles. And then I suppose there's also the the third aspect of my personality, which is just like financial security. Mm, yeah. You know, like I'm a real child of capitalism, I guess, and the thought of not having a pension or paying my mortgage off by a certain age or, you know, all of those things, um, creating a financial security for my children, I like don't feel comfortable making a decision that would put that at risk or yeah. like question mark for that. Um, and do you know what, even like when we decided to have a second child, because like I didn't want one, um, was like, well, what if when we're elderly, our oldest child isn't motivated or competent to help look after us and make decisions for us. Mm -hmm. So like she needs a sibling to share that journey with. And it's like, have you ever heard somebody who basically had a second child because they didn't want one child to have to make care home decisions alone? <laughs> like, it's quite forward thinking, isn't it? <laughs> you know, that, that's where my mind goes a lot of the yeah. time. It's really, what I'm hearing from you is like a lot of clarity about what's important to you. So the financial security, the fact that you're making this change through having trusted relationships. Mm. I suppose like uh, the reason I'm, I'm kind of, exploring that with you is that I just can see you I just wanted to offer this because it's come, coming to me is like I can see you as a consultant who who is a specialist in diversity around gender and equality yeah. and you know you that you would have a very well-paid job going into organizations people would hire you as a specialist to work with them for say a few months at a time observe the culture and and advice about how to change things yeah and you know that there would be that really still connecting with people and and, and building the trust but that actually you you know you get your you're you're an expert in that well that's interesting because I like that ultimately is my goal you know and what I would love to do like one day but don't feel like I currently have any credibility or like that I would be able to sell myself because I don't like, I don't even know how I'd, I'd write that down on a page, you know, to tell somebody else that this is what I can do for you and it's valuable. What, what three bits of advice would you give to the company you just left if they asked on the spot? What are three changes they could make? I mean, I think get rid of the long-term incentives. Yeah. I, or make them available for all employees. Yeah. Um... I think there has to be something about recruiting into senior roles where you either take a risk or you have to have somebody in your team that you're um, de talent developing, you know, yeah. proactively and proactively looking for the right role for them. 
and I think you know learning about like I think there's a lot of work that organizations do on communication styles and emotional intelligence but I think emotion has never been valuable at work mm. and I remember having a conversation with somebody once where I ended up getting emotional and mm. I cried and this person said to me you know if you want to progress you need to learn to not cry mm. <laughs> and I said does this not demonstrate to you how seriously I take this issue yeah. and how like genuinely with my whole being and do you know what it was over like a freaking IT system yeah and it was like how much work I had done on like doing preparation and getting some things in and there were some frustrations with how this project was going and I was like does this not tell you that I'm bringing my whole self to work and I'm fully invested in getting this yeah. done on time on budget to the requirements you know but just the fact that there was like okay you need to get rid of that part of your personality I was like I can't envisage a world where I don't get emotionally involved in stuff so do you support companies to to have more awareness about the importance of emotion yeah how they can support like how would you want them to have dealt with you in that situation dealt Um, with you you know responded (laughs) I suppose like exploring emotion like Mm. exploring what it is that has led you to feel emotional about it you know and and how that can actually be harnessed but this thing that emotion is linked to unprofessionalism or weakness I mean what do you think they saw of you in that moment they saw me being a woman and it's not okay to be a woman then that is what needs to change like there is fundamentally like women as individual people can be accepted but womanhood cannot be accepted like has any manager ever had a constructive conversation with their perimenopausal employee about how they can be supported at work physically and emotionally and everything else and I just think like so there's this Madonna song which you might recall it's like quite an old one um and she says you know it's okay to can I sing it to me Hannah uh, do you know what or not because you're recording this and it might (laughs) right you know it says it's okay to for a girl to be like a boy because it's okay to be a boy but it's not okay for a boy to be like a girl because it's not okay to be a girl Mm. and it's still not okay to be a girl it's still not okay to be emotional and it's still not okay to acknowledge that being premenstrual does affect you you know it's a weakness it's not a weakness it's part of who I am it's my physiology and it's fine you know and yeah maybe it means I do need different things on different days but it doesn't mean I'm less competent or less of a person. And I'm so excited to, like I read, I listened to this Radio 4 show recently about um, the menopause and about women um, being seen as aggressive when they try to be assertive. And that is it, you know, like women trying to be like men comes across wrong, you know, and so many women, myself included, have been told they're aggressive, you know, and like it's a bad thing because when a man's aggressive it's a fine you know but when a woman's aggressive it's like you've missed the mark and 
it's like, well, don't make aggression something that is rewarded then, if you mm. don't want women to, to emulate those mm. characteristics. And it's like, I don't feel like I can be a true woman and celebrate my womanhood at work because it's not okay to be a woman. I was, I was talking to my housemate last night about um, the New Zealand president and the prime minister, sorry. Yeah. And we were like, she's so amazing. And my housemate's like, no, she's just leading like a woman. She's leading as a woman. And that's why she's really good. Because she's not trying to be a man. And everyone's like, how is she so great? It's like, she's yeah. just allowing herself to be emotional or to be intuitive, to be caring, to do all of these wonderful nurturing qualities. And she's acing it because it's aligned. And yeah. I'm just kind of, can you imagine if that was allowed and, and, and encouraged and supported? And, and it's not just that men need to understand it. I think women need to as well. Like yeah, women also need to own like, hey, I'm premenstrual. This is probably what I'm going to be like. You know, I've, I've been reading a lot recently about our cycles and different tasks that are good at different points of our cycle. And like, we're going to be really outgoing when we're ovulating. We're going to want to be quite introspective when we're menstrual, you know, just all of these things that we could, could be huge assets if we use them in the workplace but it's, yeah. it's like real like knowledge but oh, I, yeah I just I'd yeah, love to read that book please tell me the so there's, there's quite a few books the one I read is wild power there's also period power um honestly life-changing manuals and 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 you know so there's, there's a real beauty and if we start to map our cycle if you have a cycle and I think if everyone not everyone has a cycle but if you, if it is something that's available to you to really like not put pressure on having like, a huge meeting when you're in your winter, like block out that time and just rest, have a bath, be as, as much as you can be, right? And there was an amazing article, which I'll try and send you, which I saw, which was if men had periods and how the workforce would be set up, they would have in their calendar, sorry, I'm, I'm going to be menstruating then, I won't be able to do that meeting. Um, yeah. You know, there would be like, we need to... If we have that meeting next week where would you be in your cycle is that a good time for us to meet that client it would be planned in yeah and it's just like oh my god hey, it's amazing working with it yeah I think you'll love this stuff it's a whole new world of of alignment with them with the feminine but yeah I, I suppose I wanted to reflect to you Hannah like you have so much knowledge I know you said I don't know enough and the thing is whenever we're in something we feel like we don't know enough Mm -hmm. because it, it's that um I think it's called the incompetence bias so the more we know about something the less we feel we know yeah and I know I don't really know very much about gender in the workplace I haven't worked in in a company for years I've learned so much from you this morning like mm -hmm. you know a lot and you've got such passion around it and I would I, you know it's quite interesting that your first reaction was I don't know enough <laughs> And I need to know more. And, you know, that's often what holds women back generally. Yeah. So, like, could you take some of your your own mentoring right now? Yeah. And believe you already know enough and, and be, be on that I already have enough knowledge here. And, you know, it's, I always say to people who, this is a classic, right? People feel they don't know enough. And I say, like, you know, what are three things you tell someone who knew nothing about this? And you've just told me so many things. You yeah. Know, you know enough. <laughs> you know enough. <laughs> Yeah, because like, I think the other thing that I always find really interesting is seeing quite a lot of on paper diversity mm. and not understanding why that doesn't lead to a change in thinking. And like what you've just said about, um, you know, if men had periods and this is how we would schedule things is like 
just really connects with the idea of it. Well, it's not okay to be a woman. So like, even if there's many of you present, you're not there present as in your womanliness. You're just there present in your existence, yeah. you know, in, in your imposter existence. Quit. And I, I wanted to come back to the belief that I understood at the beginning and, and just explore that a bit with you. Your belief was, if I leave this job, I am no longer being a role model. Yeah. And, and is that how you understand it? It's... I'm no longer being a role model because I'm no longer saying that it's possible and no not I'm no longer saying it's possible but I'm not going to be there to make it more comfortable for others. So let's let's explore this the only way that I can make this more comfortable for others is if I stay in the role. Um, <laughs> no, like I, I do feel like it's true because I think when people quit when they they check out and they go and they're no longer available you know or they're reminiscing about how it was for them and that's no longer relevant you know and um and I think that you know how can you make a, a composition 20% or 30% or 50% if the one that you recruit and get into the role leaves then the next person is one so instead of being two do you know what I mean so it's like if you're not there you're not counted as part of it and you can offer support but you're not in the club as it were and is that true that you would no longer be in the club or be able to be part of it if you left this if you left working in a house i don't know i just think it's something to be with because i think there's a what i'm what i'm feeling from you is there's i need to do this this way and if i if i adapt which ultimately is honoring what you need to feel comfortable at work which yeah. is the big desire you have for all these other women. I, I, I'm, you know, I imagine that if you allow yourself to bake and do forest schools, it would energize you in a way that maybe, maybe in a year you went back in house anyway, or maybe you can just model, model something else for a bit. Yeah. But I also, but I also really, I really feel that like. It's so important, like, for you not to be another person that just leaves because the system was too much, because yeah. the system didn't support you. And I really see that. Like, that's I, that's what I hear is your belief. Like, well, your, 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 like, mission or, or, like, the thing you really care about is that the system supports women. Yeah. So they don't have to keep leaving. And so you don't want to be another person that leaves because then the system is one. Yes. But I suppose what I want to offer to you is is the only way you can support the change in the system from what you're the way you're currently doing or are there other things and, and it, that doesn't have to be answered now I just wanted to offer it as like to mm. zoom out and just give it some space and some air 
and wonder like because you've got so much passion for this Hannah and I think you could have such a huge impact on a much wider scale than one company like I can see you really changing things but then like how do you how do I like zoom out when I know I've got like six months time in the bank before you know a house gets repossessed mm, yeah like how would I be confident that I'd find a client that would pay me the money that I need during COVID-19 during a pandemic during a recession um you know that gives you that security in making a risky decision so I think these things don't necessarily happen overnight and I think what I would say is to, to, to leave that and then expect the thing the next thing to be there is probably is, is quite scary it's not impossible but it's a big risk but there is something about starting to reduce what you're currently doing and starting to bring in so I don't know just off the top of my head you could reduce four days a week you could do compressed hours and start looking or, you know, you could email all of your friends that you know and everyone in your network and say, can I come and run a talk? Can I come and do a keynote about everything I've learned? It can be a 20 minute keynote of just like the stuff you told me. And you just start to share like, hey, this is something I'm passionate about. You know, it might even be that while you're doing a current job, I know, you, I know you're looking at the moment, but it might be you take something. But alongside you, you are writing on LinkedIn every day about this topic. Mm -hmm. And you are starting to like, you know, the same way you reached out to me because I put the thing about quitting, you know, yeah. maybe you even do similar thing of like interviewing people and, and just starting to understand other people's stories, men and women, all, all, you know, and everyone in the workplace. I, there's something about how you can be in the energy of this topic, even if you're not getting paid for it, mm. because that's what will then lead to the money. The next tiny step that honours your excitement for this topic but doesn't put pressure on it earning you money just yet and I'm, and I'm asking you what would feel like an exciting next step um I think I would be really interested to interview some other people and to continue the conversation and I think that would really excite me and um I think that would be a definite next step for me and I think talking to my husband about it as well, because he is like, he's such a much better feminist than I am. Like I have never heard him say fireman. I have only ever heard him say firefighter, you know? And when we're reading like genderless stories about penguins, he always um, calls the penguin her, you know, so that my daughter is always hearing the female pronoun, you know, he's just wow. absolutely amazing. Um, and also really imaginative and really creative. So I think, like together we could like and it affects us both right because you don't live in isolation when you're in a family you're you know you have to be a team on those things so I think that would be really good for me I'd love him to hear this recording yeah available to share. yeah okay so there's something around still honoring your mission through that and and then the other part of it is like, what is the essence of the baking and the forest schools and the camper van and the being dirty and all of that? What is yeah. the essence of that that you want? Just being, just yeah. doing things you enjoy, you know. What are the things that you do right now that make you feel like you're being? I walk for miles mm. and um, yeah. What I, else? I don't know. 
plan things, write lists, get involved in stuff. What's the essence of the forest school that you could bring into your day to day at the moment? I love being outdoors. Mm. I just love being outdoors, you know, um, appreciating nature, looking at, I do know what, I, this is so lame, but I literally, when I walk past trees every day, I love that evolution needed to turn an amoeba in the sea into a variegated holly leaf, you know, yellow and green with shy, spiky bits and red berries. And it's like, you know, the world cannot exist if we don't have different shapes, different textures, different colors, mm -hmm. you know, and evolution knew it, you know, that we needed to go from being blobs in the sea that all looked the same to having different colors, to having different purposes, to having different textures, to bring in different things. And I literally, as I walked out of my street, there's an avenue and it's like got trees all the way down. And I just look at each different one and I just think you do something different. It's incredible. And what a beautiful metaphor for your work yeah. you're doing. Yeah. I mean, that also strikes me that there's a way of bringing in the, the forest school, the love of nature into the work, you know, into the way you support your staff and support mm. these women. Like, I wonder if it's even like, walks through nature as you talk to them even if it's just phone calls you know like combining so you're bringing this into your everyday this has just been the most amazing session like conversation that I feel like I have ever had oh. <laughs> like honestly because I feel like I have so many ideas that are so unconnected and just feel like it really connects like even the um, Radio 4 thing about menopause, like I just cannot wait to read more about that and find out more about it and to think about the absolutely feisty pain in the ass that I'm going to be in like however many years time, you know, it's so exciting oh for me. And, you know, even thinking that the fact that that resonated, like somehow ties back together. And why is it so hard to, to zoom out on your own thoughts and to, to wonder how those things tread together you know well it's yeah it is it's, this is why we this conversations and reflections are really supportive isn't it because it it's hard to understand your own life in, when you're in it yeah I, I also wanted to offer one more thing which is that um the struggles you're having about deciding whether to leave your work and and what is is also the fuel because you this is your empathy so I, I would encourage you to write about it or to or to talk about it and share that experience. Rather than it being the problem, it's actually the evidence and part of it. Do you see what I mean? Like yeah. you're you're like, if I leave, this is kind of so like I can't, yeah, like it's a real conundrum, but that in itself is highlighting the whole system that you're trying to address. So I think there's a really beautiful, like if you can try and capture this while you're in it. Mm. and write about it or share it in some way I think there's I think there's real power in the story you're going through and the mm. fact that it's not easy is actually is the point of it because it's yeah you know it's the story that people are going to connect with I think you're you're going to connect with so many people on this thanks mm. so what are you left with after this conversation what feels nearer what feels what's here um like in my belly is so much hope mm. and inspiration and like wonder 
And like, why am I so stupid? Like, how do I not? <laughs> and then you just think like what an idiot that you like help so many people and yet like have such self-blindness you know <laughs> but that's why you help others right because they have to see the stuff they're not seeing yeah and that's why we have to like work together because mm. it has to be collaboration and like there has to be that like you know can't just be information coming down all the time it has to be going around in a circle and what feels like the hope what are you hopeful for I think I'm hopeful that I find a way of moving forwards and being in this world that fulfills all of those sort of aspects and um you know doesn't doesn't feel like quitting or cutting off but feels like evolving and being more fulfilling and I suppose like the being outdoors the baking the in the being feels like the fulfilling bit of life and actually like not creating those separations it's not either or I mean I would say like if you that's why I offered it to you at the start of like is there a way you can do it all um in terms of like yeah bringing that stuff into your day-to-day -day so that it doesn't feel like I you have to quit your whole life in order to bake <laughs> like yeah it's just something you do and it's just something you are like you know I think I think that will also make the other stuff feel lighter because mm. it's just it's you yeah you're then, you like I feel when I um when we made the decision for my husband to stay home mm. and be to work he had this like idea of writing this book which he has done he's been committed to and has written it and has like been trying to get to publishers and all of these things and I feel like that was like for him an enabling time. And now like he's gone back to work and it isn't the career that he like trained for and um, would be his A1 career, but he's doing it sort of for the money. And, um, and now, you know, maybe that gives me the space to step back and think about those things. But like, is there not a world where we can both do both of those things at the same time, you know? and why does it feel like one has to enable the other you know yeah. and that's because it's we're still in evolution of this shift aren't we I mean it's really not that long ago that well, it's very recent that women are even working yeah and having a family I, I would I would say again like you are the one creating this new world where all of that is possible and the more you can dream what you wish you had the more you're going to be able to create it for others yeah. so again like the frustration is where the change happens like all of the stuff you're you're sharing now of like I wish it could just be like this write it down capture it because that is your mission that's your vision for for what you want to do at the next stage or it can support you do you see what yeah. I mean I mean people say when they're trying to come up with a business idea you should walk around for a day like with a really negative attitude and look for problems because <laughs> then it's like oh this annoyed me right we need this so like all of the things that are frustrating, like why can't I, why does it have to be one of us go back to work? Why do we have, why can't I do it all? It's then asking, how could we, like what would need to change for that to be possible? And, you know, again, these won't change overnight, but it's just starting to bring it into the consciousness. The way that, you know, no one thought everyone could work remotely, but it happened and people yeah. made changes and here we are, right? And, you know, I had a friend here about a month before lockdown asked her boss if she could work from like she does she moved out of London and she said can I leave London and 
you know, only work, work remotely two days a week. And he was like, that is impossible. And then like a month later, she's like, that <laughs> lockdown. You know, and it's just like, he was so, gosh, that's just not going to work. That's just not going to work. And I think until we're forced to do things, like we just, we can't see because it's how it's all been. So again, yeah, it is frustrating that that's not the case right now, but you're highlighting that there's a need for that change. And you will, I know that you've got the drive to, to start making those shifts. Mm. Exciting. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. Um, it's been so lovely to chat to you. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. Take care. Thank you so much to Hannah for that really honest and open discussion. If you have enjoyed the podcast and you'd like to support us, we now have a coffee page. Um, so you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash Sarah Weiler. Looking forward to seeing you next week for more quitting explorations. Have a good day. Holy